0: Making sales social means to me um, selling out of love and not out of fear. I used to hate sales with a passion. I'm a recovering introvert. I used to be very, very introverted, which was holding me back in life and in business. Then I had a friend who was crushing it with networking and selling and public speaking. I thought like, ah, I want this, but how do I get this being super introverted?
1: Welcome to the Making Sales Social podcast, Featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome back to Making Sales Social. I am here with David Hensel, who is a serial entrepreneur and business coach with a passion for helping startups grow and succeed. With over 20 years of experience in the SaaS and e-commerce industry, David has co-founded, managed, and scaled multiple successful companies. David is on a mission to become a change agent dedicated to helping individuals and organizations achieve their full potential and create positive change in the world. He always puts people first and aims to improve the lives of everyone he encounters. With his vast experience and expertise in entrepreneurship and business coaching, he is committed to helping people reach their full potential by implementing business practices in their personal life. Welcome to the show, David. Thank
0: you very much for having me.
2: Thrilled to have you here today. So the first question we ask all our guests is what does making sales social mean to you?
0: Making sales social means to me um, selling out of love and not out of fear. And uh, for those of you, if somebody sees this, uh, the video version of it, I have like a, a Love Not Fear t-shirt on. It's my my passion project. I used to hate sales with a passion. I'm a recovering introvert. I used to be very, very introverted, which was holding me back in life and in business. And then I had a friend who was crushing it with networking and selling and public speaking. I thought like, ah, I want this, but how do I get this being super introverted? So I did Toastmasters twice a week, which is public speaking classes. Um, very effective, but also very painful to do this as an introvert. And then I did uh, two networking events per week and I talked to everybody and their mother even though it was like so uncomfortable and this helped with my shyness. But then my yoga teacher said, every decision in life, you either make out of love or out of fear he the two basic emotions. Why you do everything that you do in life? And I was like, huh, it's made so much sense. And I always knew this deep down inside, but now that you gave me this framework, I've been applying this to every decision I'm, I'm, I'm making. For example, selling. before I felt like a used car salesman, shoving something down somebody else's throat. And I sold out of fear because we're a startup, we have to sell or we die after a mortgage, et cetera. But it never felt good. And I think the person on the other side could also feel that. But now that I'm selling out of love, if I know that, hey, what I have here can be good for you in your life, or in your business, I can even be pushy. And I say like, hey, buy this. It's going to be awesome. And just, this made it very easy for me to, to sell. And I could go like and give you 10 other examples uh, on how acting out of love versus fear Um, helps me in in business and in life but to answer your question selling 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 out of love is is Uh, the thing always also always playing the long game you know i was seeing like how can i provide value to this other individual that that i'm meeting before when i met somebody at a networking event or somebody next to me in the plane i never want dare to talk to them because i thought like oh they probably don't want to talk to me or if it's an attractive woman like oh she's probably thinks i'm hitting on her even though it's not the case and uh now i'm thinking like hey okay, there's another person let's see how can i provide value to this person and then it becomes very easy because it's not about me it's about the other person
2: i love that one of the phrases we use all the time is detach from what the prospect is worth to you and attach to what you are worth to the prospect that's exactly what you're talking about is it's it's not about you making your mortgage it's about you providing value which consequently pays your mortgage. Yes. So. M- m-
0: money money is a side effect of providing value. Figure out how you can provide as much value as possible to as many people as possible, and you'd be the richest person around. I
2: example. love that. So talk to me about the mindset shift from selling out of fear to selling out of love. How when, when our whole lives as salespeople, we've been taught to work to KPIs, how many calls have you made, how many this have you done, how many... And so you're constantly working out of fear because you have to meet all these KPIs. You have to meet all these goals where you're not, the soft skills are not part of fear. The soft skills, mm-hmm. right, are part of love, but we are working to these KPIs. How do you make that shift both, both personally and among your team?
0: I think it's you need to have KPIs. Otherwise it, it doesn't really work. What you measure will improve business one-on-one. It's just okay. what it is. Right. Um, But then like, how how do you approach it? You know, like when you like, oh, I have to like call ten more people, like, no, it's like, I'm excited to call ten more people to see if I can provide value to these people. You know, it's just like this, this subtle shift. And to me, I always listen to my emotions. If something feels good, what I'm doing right now, I lean in if it doesn't feel good i take a step back and think like why does this not feel good is this something i don't want to do is this something that's wrong is it against my values or mm. is it or can i change my mindset was like hey no actually we have a really good product here i you know I'll, I'll hit these people up to see you know i can help those people in one of my portfolio companies um it's it's a very technical product and the founder is a brilliant technical founder and he always struggled with selling. And I told him, like, to see himself like he's a doctor. He has the pill to ease somebody's pain, right? Like, and mm-hmm. since he had this this visual in his head, like, it became very easy for him to to sell. He's really crushing it now, and he wants bigger and bigger deals um, because he now sees himself as somebody who's not like pushing something on somebody, but like, like, no, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. I can. He's
2: doing this out of love and not out of fear anymore. So. Help us open up that question then, right? Or that that the first interaction, because, I mean, we don't cold call. Everything we do is through engagement and referrals and, you know, so that by the time we get on a call, they already know who we are. But how do you create that resource-driven relationship quickly where they don't, immediately feel like you're spamming or you're cold calling in some cases you are, but that the purpose, so that they know immediately that you're here to provide value, not just to sell.
0: I have have one company that does um, cold outreach uh, and deep research, but I have to admit I've never done a cold call in my life. Uh, Okay. uh, But uh, um,
2: well, and and, and that's good.
0: I think that when when I meet another person, I always like, anybody I meet like in on a flight random socially I always ask a few questions to see how I can provide value to this this person you know okay they so how of, do you open that like, up
2: so we're sitting together next to you know we're sitting in in business class we're all stretched out we've got our drink what do you do so I asked you about um
0: your business kind of you know inquiring like you know what what's what's currently a pain point that you have in your business? Or personally, just like kind of digging and into. And you would ask that the, as
2: a first opening question
0: uh, when we just meet.
2: We're just you we, we just we just sat down. We're meeting for the first time. You're like, "Hi, I'm David," and I say, "Hi, I'm Bryn." Now what? Yeah, it's like yeah. So so
0: if we had in in a business context, i would probably ask like, "Hey, what's what's your business? You know, what, what do you do?" Okay, okay right, so you then- do
2: that right off. That's so American. And I thought with a little bit of accent, you wouldn't go right into that. So I, I that lived in that. LA
0: for eight years, you know, so I
2: hired that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I personally don't like when someone immediately said, unless you're in a networking place where you're there, you know, business card exchange or mm-hmm. trade show or conference, that's different. But when I'm out in the world and someone starts with, so tell me what you do, I tend to back off of that because I feel like they're going to sell me. Sell me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I
0: guess it's, I mean, I don't, it's, it's always contextual. I don't have like a standard pickup line, you know, like okay, it's not like okay. of something like, you know, the, you know, so it's like always contextual, like kind of what we're doing, like, hey, what do you think about the speaker? Or, you know, so it's like, it's kind of hard to f- off the bat, but. Um, it's usually a little smoother. And w- when I talk to somebody and not in a business context, i ask them like, you know, how do you spend your day? So what are you passionate about? You know, what's, you know, it's kind of like really into That's amazing
2: into that, that you jump in. I'll tell you a little bit of what I do and then you critique me. Sure. So David, nice to meet you. Are you flying home?
1: Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching and so much more visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details again that's socialsaleslink.com slash in
2: oh, or flying out
1: yes uh, i asked this like are you coming or are you going when, when i'm sitting right.
0: on the uh, airplane f- yes oh. right that's yes. the
2: first thing oh i'm flying home oh wh- excellent were you here visiting family or was this for business Right. And that's how I sort of start that conversation. And if he answers, if you answer whatever, two or three questions without asking back, I stop. Mm, And the reason. Yeah. And the reason is if he has zero interest in asking me anything, he's going to have even less interest asking me about my business or my company. Now, Mm. if it if you turn it over and say, oh, what about you? Right? Oh, yeah, I was here for a keynote. I was talking about LinkedIn for social selling. It was really a lot of fun i love this city right and, and so but i don't say anything about me until they ask that's just sort of my mm, yeah philosophy. yeah
0: same 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 also you know i, I never push my business card in some way like hey i do this you know, like no no it's always like people remember you way better if they talk most of the time and you just like ask i think selling is asking really good questions Kind of figuring out like to, to get to the pain point of, of somebody. And I, I always play the long game. I never like, I never push my business on somebody. Like I prefer it more if it can be something, uh, I'm I'm a personal development geek. I'm a habits geek. You know, I've like, I have this tool, these different tools in my tool belt that I can bring out. I have this portfolio of companies. So if somebody has like, you know, depending on what it is, what they do, I can often offer them some solutions, uh, that I have in my tool belt. Though, yeah. So
2: most people have one, you have many. So, which is great. You could, you know, solve lots of problems as a coach, right? You, you're uh, up coach is your business, right? Up, up coach is one of my business. It's a, uh, it's a
0: software for coaches. And then under managinghappiness.com, happiness.com, um, this is my coaching business where I do cohort based coaching, um, helping people to figure out what they really want out of life and how to get it.
2: That's awesome. So, so let's talk about that for a moment. Um, and I know, I think if I read correctly, you work with startups all the way through like at, at any point in their, in their scaling. Yes, I, business, I, I, right?
0: I, I work with people in leadership positions mainly um, or, or entrepreneurs just like the the, the main target audience that I'm, that I'm working with.
2: Okay. So now you get, you have a new client, they're an entrepreneur. Uh, they're billing seven, $800,000 a year. They have three employees and they're stuck. I would mm-hmm. say this is an enormous amount of the people that are listening today, <laughs> good, right? And they're stuck. What is the first thing that you would pull out of them? Like, how do you identify what, when you're say they hire you, this is our coaching first coaching session. What would you say to them to start to identify why they're stuck?
0: I mean, figuring out like where they're stuck. We have like something called the wheel of life where people can like rate their, their life in the different areas of like how they're doing financially, family, friends, romance, kind of like all these different things and you rate them from zero to 10. And then this gives you clear insights, this reflection on like where, where people are stuck.
2: And then. And then you take that stuck and how do you help them get unstuck?
0: So I'm. I'm not a traditional coach in this manner. I do not work with people on one-on-one. It's always a cohort-based approach where people come in, we build like something like an EO forum where like eight entrepreneurs or leaders come together and they go in the, through the course in 8 weeks and they do like certain exercises to uh it's it's a mix of some videos and some homework that they do and then we meet once a week to share our results with each other. So it's it's not traditional coaching I'm not, not a traditional coach that I love people. the peer
2: I, coaching too to be able to have you know that that it's more than one perspective on a challenge or something like that so yeah
0: and I love peer learning because like you, you somebody has an issue and somebody else in the in the cohort has experienced something similar and then like share you know it's, it's way better to hear this from a peer versus like oh yeah for this for that it's like I love it for entrepreneurs
2: so, what advice would you give an entrepreneur who's looking to move from a lifestyle business to, like, you know, a, a, a real to scale it. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, a book that's really opened my
2: eyes uh, It's
0: called Traction by Gino Wickman. It teaches you the EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. And I'm clean shaved right now, so you don't see my gray hair and my beard. But uh, if I would have read this book 15 years earlier, I would have like the business would have been like five exercises, and it would be way less stressed Cause all these things describe in there. I learned with a lot of blood, sweat and tears. So organization development, it's like, if you want to take your business to the next level, like figure out the basics are described in this book, I think this is like something that I'll do. And then another thing I do myself often is um, I track every day. What do I spend my time on? Um, and then I rate it like, is this like a, an hour task, a $100 an hour task, $1,000 an hour task. And I make sure I do not do tasks that I could like outsource to somebody else. And then I I hire somebody for for that. And uh, also, in terms of hiring, when I start a new business, um, I like to start new businesses. I I like to scratch my own itch. If I have, for example, AppCoach was also born that way. And in the beginning, I'm in. And then I I think a good manager manages himself out of the business. So Mm -hmm. basically, kind of like, you know, replacing finding good people that can own certain areas in the business. So it's, it's not all on your shoulders.
2: That's awesome. So I'm a huge EOS fan. Um, I have two folks that I recommend all the time for EOS implementation, uh, Ed Callahan and Michael Tilden. So um, if there are people that I would recommend that you connect with as well, because um, they are, customers could need you <laughs> so uh they're probably probably really uh good folks to connect with but good folks I know when I I read traction or I oh, I audio read it <laughs> you had Same. it yeah um and, and there were things I kept looking at and one of the things that it brought out for me was the right people on the right bus right. in the right seat. See, right. Yep. And, and that was a big aha moment for me. Um, Cause I had a lot of the right people, but not all in the right seat. And I had a couple See, of not right people at all on the bus that I liked, but w- w- I was able to make kind of that shift in the business. So um, I, I agree that that's, that's an amazing way to go. Any last tips that you have before we kind of wrap this up? Going back to the initial thing
0: that I said, like love, not fear, play the long game, see how you can provide value to people and everything becomes way easier to to everybody that you come in touch with. I read this book called Conscious Capitalism by John Mackey, the founder of Whole Foods. The um, original concept of a business is you have to increase shareholders' value, basically make the owner of the business rich. Uh, and the conscious approach is you do good by all stakeholders, not just by the shareholders. So suppliers, customers, employees, Environment, whatever, everything the business touches gets value from it, and by doing this, it becomes much more fun, much easier, in my opinion, to scale a business because everybody believes in it. You create a great culture inside of your business, um, so
2: and you're yeah, showing it's up authentically. Reading. Yes,
0: yes, yeah,
2: it's, it's really. I good love that. Do. Well, David, this is a lot of fun. I thank you so much for your time. Um, you have a little offer for our listeners uh to get one month free coupon for that upcoach.com online platform um where they can use it for client onboarding and team manage management, right? And that's if you go to upcoach.com, then what do they do? Well,
0: easiest is if they just send me an email to david at upcoach.com and okay. then I'll I'll hook them up with uh, with his account. Um upcoach is originally built for coaches to run their coaching business better. But we also run all of our businesses inside of UpCoach, like level 10 meetings and kind of all that stuff you you have in there. And you can also use it in my service businesses. For example, Shortlist.io is a backlink building service. It's like a marketing agency type thing. And we use it for all the client communication and the onboarding. And so it's a very multifaceted tool. So check it out. I think you'll like it.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and for your insights, I am sure you will get lots of people reaching out to you to learn a little bit more. Uh, and to our listeners, thanks so much for for that you keep coming back. If this is your first time listening, make sure you subscribe. And when you are out and about, don't forget to make your sales social.
1: Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors, bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social Podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website socialsaleslink.com for more information.